0: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Catch the podcast on thebigyellowschoolbus.com. Today's show is... We're going to be having with us Miss Lisa Ventura, Superintendent of Murray County Public Schools, and a special guest, Miss Carrie Bartlett, the editor of the Columbia Daily Herald newspaper. We're going to make the show like a interview almost, and Carrie's going to be welcome to ask some questions and Lisa's going to share some things with our audience. And Coach Mike is not here today and, and I'm welcoming Clayton Harris as our engineer for the show today. Welcome, Clayton. Thank you, Jack. Glad to be here. All right. First of all, welcome, Lisa. Thanks for Good being morning. on the show.
2: Always great to be here. And uh, I know this show will not air on June 1st, but happy birthday to the great state of Tennessee. Uh, Ooh, June 1st go. is the, uh, the birth date of our beautiful state. So just want to get that in there for everybody. Uh, a little celebration for the Tennesseans.
1: I did not know that. Happy birthday, Tennessee, June 1st. We are recording today on June 1st, and this will air on Saturday, June 3rd, and then it'll be available on our podcast on thebigyellowschoolbus.com. I'm so happy to have you here again today. Um, you know, stranger to the big yellow school bus, so if I mess up, you know, just, you know, let's just move on and carry on and all that. Mentioning Carrie, that's our next guest on the show, Miss Carrie Bartlett. Welcome, Carrie.
3: Thank you so much. It's so great to be here.
1: Carrie, thanks for being here today. You were on the show early on when you first came to Columbia as the editor for the Daily Herald.
3: Yes. All right. Go ahead. Yes. Really enjoyed it. It's been a while and I'm glad to be back.
1: I am happy to have you back here today. Um, I know we work with you on a regular basis, trying to make sure we got some good information to share for the the Daily Herald. Um, Carrie, for our listening audience, tell us a little bit about yourself and your history and how you ended up in Columbia.
3: Sure. Well, happy birthday, Tennessee. Um, I'm a native Tennessean. Um, I grew up in West Tennessee in um, suburb, Bartlett, uh, but I lived in Nashville for quite a few years, about 15 years, and I've lived in Columbia now for two, and I love it. Um, I just I love the people. I love the farmland and just uh, the sense of community here, and I'm proud to be a part of the Daily Herald and continue its uh, 175 year old legacy now. Wow, almost.
1: 175 years. Yeah, That's impressive. just about.
3: And um, uh, we're just glad to be here. We've gone through a lot of changes as everybody knows or most people know that our building um, that everybody knew that was built in 1969 is now demolished, uh, making room for a new courthouse uh, for the county. And yeah, it's a
1: bunch of dirt right now. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes. And um, it was demolished last year um, but I'm glad that that piece of property can at least carry on a building uh, of maybe the next iconic building for decades you know to come um, on that property so I'm glad it was put to good use now though we do have our own office uh, downtown uh, we're at 609 North Garden Street and you might be able to identify us um by the gas lanterns that burn at night when you That's cool. Uh, yeah, when you uh, drive down uh, Garden Street uh, we are the brick two-story building with the American flag I was going to say, side. I thought I yes. seen an
1: American flag driving by there just the other day I was yes. on my way out to Battle Creek um,
3: That's it. We're working on getting our sign. Uh, we wanted to preserve the letters um, from the past, our past building, uh-huh. but unfortunately they were not able to be uh, preserved, so we're working on um, a sign uh, now to officially, you know, declare that as our as our building space. We need
1: like when uh, Superman's the Daily Planet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Herald. Um, Maybe
3: we need like yeah, the Globe up there globe spinning around. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're really we love our space and um, we feel like it's a great location. And um, no matter how downtown grows, we have our own parking lot, which is great.
2: <laughs> Very important um, in these times. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> So uh, that was a big draw for the building, um, but we're just uh, glad to be there um, and and still be reporting the news, um, you know, education included.
1: Yeah, you know, when you think about the newspaper, it's a historical document of a, a city and of a town and a county, um, so it's so important to have these newspapers going on. I know there's a big big shift to digital now. In fact, right. I don't actually get the. Paper copy anymore? I get the digital copy because it's so much more convenient for me to read the paper online. My wife does complain because she likes the um the I the like paper them both. Copy. Yeah, and you every like now them both? and
2: then the the paper copy is a little bit longer or has a little bit more detail or um you know it, it's um I, I like them both. I I cherish uh, re- still receiving the paper copy, but you know I'm an old school old lady.
1: Yeah, my wife has <laughs> got to be that same thought pattern too because she's on her iPad or her phone a lot, but she prefers to have her newspaper in paper. Yeah. You know,
2: so There's well, nothing better than the morning paper and a cup of coffee. Exactly. And people, you know, no matter what
3: people say about print, that's what they say. They like their paper with their morning coffee. I don't know if I can show you a statistic on that, but that is what I hear. Um, but I'm glad that y'all brought that up because not, you know, you don't, um, there, of course, there's the print copy, but then we also have our newsletter, which is called the Daily Briefing, and then that you can sign up for online. And then we also have an e-edition, um, an ad. App, which might be what you're talking about, uh, Jack, is uh, the e-edition app.
1: I use the e-edition. Okay, yep.
3: which is the actual printed paper in an app where you can actually look at it, how it's, it's laid yeah, out. It's a duplicate the of print. the exact exactly. paper. Yeah. It's basically what they send off to the printing press for them to, you know, print the paper. Right.
1: So. Yeah, I, I find that... the. Uh, what that's what i go look at i mean i go to your website and i read articles but then i end up on the e-edition so i can yes. maybe check past editions and stuff like and that And
3: sometimes the layout is a little different you know they're you know the photos um usually it's the same photos you know but you know of course there's always the the print layout and people like to see their kids and their family members and their businesses you know um laid out in in print
1: yeah and i want to And and I probably could save my shout-out to later, but I'm going to shout-out what you did here recently in the Columbia Daily Herald was to shout out our valedictorians yes. and our salutatorians and our top yes. 10. And that was great coverage, yes. um, Carrie. Um, very impressed with that. I really enjoyed reading it, seeing the pictures. Thank you for doing that. Of
3: course. Well, thank you for your partnership and trying to help get that information to us. Uh, we wanted to highlight the successful um, young um, ladies and gentlemen, you know, in Murray County who have succeeded, um, you know, and, and accomplished a lot. So,
1: yeah, was an, and it was an impressive. Event. And I'm glad we have this partnership with the Columbia Daily Herald. I'm glad we still have a daily newspaper. And we also have a weekly newspaper. So we've got the news coming, folks. So look for them in your, on your emails, online and in your delivery at home So you can have it With your coffee In the morning So thank you For what you do yes, Carrie. Thank
3: you Thank you for your support we And really thank you for that
1: I, You know I think I mentioned this The first time You were on the show you, Your last name is Bartlett And you lived In a city named Bartlett Is that the Like your family city
3: I, Are you I the I founding fathers I, I keep <laughs> saying I have to have A better story and, and do my research Reporter sitting right here No but um, We Our family You know we don't Own the town You know or anything Like that But I do have Ancestors that were Part of um, You know Starting the, the roots of of Bartlett and I just I need a better story so we <laughs> we have a, a family um, reunion um, spiral um, <laughs> where that information um, is and um, but I need to find out more but 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 that I'm pretty that, that's sure I mentioned I'm, that last that's, time <laughs> that's all I have right now <laughs>
1: all right well next time I ask you hopefully you'll have a better story I to will. go with I'll it. work on it I'll all right, right. It. perfect I love that um, so Lisa. Give us a little update. I'm really interested, and I haven't been out there, and I need to go out there and to learn about the Battle Creek High School construction and what's going on out there.
2: It's happening fast. Uh, It amazes me. A lot of people are walking by and sending me pictures and um, I'll be sitting on my porch in the evening and my phone will light up because, you know, in this cooler weather that we've enjoyed this month of May, people have been out and about. But yes, Battle Creek is still uh, on schedule and slated to open in August of uh, 2024 as uh, as a high school um, a- as you have stated, uh, the walls are going up um, which is um, great. Uh, we are looking at all of the things that go inside the walls, all of the plumbing, all of the electrical, all of the uh, technology and um, you know that that type of thing right now. Um, right now if you go to battle the Battle Creek High School site, Um, It's a traffic jam. I mean, we have multiple contractors working on multiple things at the same time. It is uh, a sight to behold. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was out there, and it was me, a couple dump trucks, a couple of bulldozers, um, and I believe some concrete trucks. And now, I mean, there are pickup trucks, construction vehicles, uh, men and women of all sizes and shapes all over that property. So it is it is happening, folks. It is happening quick. Um, but right now, I am excited to say that we are completely on schedule. Um, you know, it's always a weather crapshoot when you're when you're doing any type of construction so right now we are on target to open that building in august of 2024 so um you know this next year will be a year of um of change and you know we're going to have to look at rezoning uh, i know that's not a word that anybody in murray county likes to hear but we're going to have to look at at, at at what children will what students will go there what kind of uh, career and technical education programs we will offer in that building? Um, we'll have to look at um, you know what kind of special education services are offered in that building and the whole continuum of services for students. Um, we have a a lot of plans um, in building. The um, in in working with the architect and and really designing that building, a lot of time was taken as far as what do we need and and really having um, foresight and and thinking about what in the future we will need. So a lot of decisions are somewhat made. But you know, we have to move and grow with the times we have to move and grow with what industry comes our way. We have to move and grow with what technology brings. Um, so all of that is, is really coming together nicely. Um, and there's still some things in the works, but um, I am really looking forward to the ribbon cutting of that school. Um, I think the community is really ready for that. Um, you can't drive through uh, that area and not think about um, our fastest growing schools, which are Battle Creek Elementary and Battle Creek High School right now. Or, I mean Battle Creek Middle School right now. So um, preparation is underway, and we're really, really excited. But um, people who the the uh, the looky loos, as my mom used to call them, looky- Lose. I um, like that. <laughs> the looky-loos that drive by. I do appreciate the texts and um, photographs that are being sent to me. Um, and and it is it is a remarkable uh, work in progress.
1: I'm so excited because I wasn't here when they built Battle Creek Elementary and Battle Creek Middle. So now I'm getting to uh, be more a part of the Battle Creek High School being built. And it's exciting. And Mr. Eric Perriman had showed me some aerial shots of the beginning and now what's going on now and it's it's quite impressive and we will have something set up before the ribbon cutting hopefully Absolutely. where we can show a timeline of the yes the land there uh, to now
2: murray county public schools does own a few drones so we have drone footage that our technology department goes out or they don't even really have to go out they fly over and <laughs> uh, and take but also the architect and the um Construction crews.
1: Yeah, uh, they do the high
2: around. tech, um, the high tech computerization, digitalization of of engineering, um, structural building is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing the bulldozers looking at their computer screens deciding the depth of the soil and the depth of the concrete and all of that while sitting in the cab of their truck is, uh, it, it's a phenomenal feat. Um, so it has been eye opening to me. Um, as a new superintendent, I have of course never opened a school or never built a school. So, um, it, it's, it's fascinating to me. But I do encourage people, you know, in the evening, go be a looky-loo. Go look and see what's going on. I do not encourage people to go there during the day. On days such as today, where it is a bright, sunny day, there is a lot going on. But in the evening, you can actually see the walls going up, which is fascinating.
1: Wow. I'm excited to be a part of this and and see Battle Creek High School come online August 2024 at Murray County Public Schools. It's going to be an exciting time. What about um, hiring? I mean, I, have you already... Kind of decided and are planning out how much, how many teachers and staff you 're going to need
2: absolutely, and some of that will have to come with uh, with rezoning and, and when we when we really um, see the students materialize, but um, in building this year 's budget, I really had to be cognizant of um, what next year's budget will have to look like. And and that's, um, there's a, there's a lot of things that go in, obviously, but Battle Creek High School is definitely one of them. Um, this winter, um, we have in our budget to hire a principal, a bookkeeper, a building operator. Um, so those will actually, those are actually included in fiscal year 24. This, this, The budget that will begin July 1st of 2023. Um, Some things for Battle Creek High School. None of the instructional staff except for the principal, um, but just making sure, um, you know, a school counselor, um, making sure we are ready to schedule children. They have um, textbooks, uh, materials and supplies. Um, again, making sure we have a building administrator who's there to welcome parents, register them and figure out schedules for them. So that um, look for those postings probably in February. You know, February to March is when we'll start really looking at that. But yes, we have we have skeletons of everything, Um, we have scaffolds of everything. Um, But as we see children materialize, and of course, as you, as anybody in Murray County, as every Murray County resident knows, as you drive through Murray County from you know from east to west, from north to south, you know you you don't understand the realization of the rooftops until. that rooftop is actually finalized. You know, there's, there's a lot of different sites, a lot of different residential areas that are in different stages of construction, in different phases of construction. So um, part of what we are task, tasked with is determining approximately how many students might live there. But then actually as the rooftops are being built and people are moving in, oh my gosh, they do have uh, a middle schooler or in a high school. They mm-hmm. do have a, you know, so all of that um, is, is on the spot as it happens yeah, kind absolutely. of absolutely what about
1: let's since we're talking about construction let's there's another big construction project absolutely. happening here in our county and it's Someplace that just celebrated a yes. huge milestone, and I know yes. you were there for that the
2: centennial of Santa Fe Unit School. Oh, it was a great day. I mean, it was it was just uh, exactly what you would expect from the wonderful Santa Fe community, and that's on uh, the front page today. I oh, believe great. in our paper. Yes, really excellent. Yes. Um, so yes, um, the one hundredth centennial celebration of Santa Fe Unit School at the site that it's at. Uh, Santa Fe is actually a little bit older than that, but um, that the the site where Santa Fe Unit School sits right now celebrated 100 years and yes kind of as a marker we are building an auxiliary gym which is much needed for the students of Santa Fe um that is under construction right now. Again, there are trucks and and, and crews in and out. Um, unfortunately, Santa Fe is also um, under construction for a, a, a lesser um, glorious reason, but their, much needed. Exactly, <laughs> their sewage and septic is um, is under duress right now, and we're looking at solutions for that. So that will be an upcoming discussion at at board meetings uh, coming soon. Um, but we have um, so we have various again construction. Um, and engineers of all different kinds at Santa Fe right now. But the auxiliary gym is going to be beautiful, huge, and exactly what the community at Santa Fe needs.
1: Let's do a little shout-out to our maintenance team that had to go there during a holiday to make sure that they could get school open the next day. Wasn't it a – was it the –
2: Absolutely. What, Easter, Sunday. Easter Sunday. Um, Easter Sunday, So I, at, Christmas, uh, at Christmas, they were at Whitthorn uh, because we had a pipe breeze burst in the, those freezing cold temperatures that we yeah. experienced for Christmas this year. Uh, the 50-year freeze is I'm, – I'm, I'm, I hear people talking about it. But, um, yes, on Easter Sunday, I got the call that uh, the septic system at Santa Fe – was no longer working appropriately, um, and it turns out to be a much bigger leach field. Uh, those of you that are in the business, I'm going to murder this uh, explanation, but <laughs> it, it from from top to bottom, tip to tail, the sewage uh, is is going to be fixed and ready to go for students.
1: Excellent, <laughs> and they did a, a fabulous job doing that on a holiday weekend and went out and made sure school was ready. The Absolutely, 24
2: seven. Uh, uh, those men and women uh, work for us and work for kids. We are here with
1: Lisa Ventura, Carrie Bartlett. Our uh, engineer, Mr. Clayton Harris, and myself with the Big Yellow School Bus, will be back in just a moment after a word from our sponsors.
0: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors.
2: Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill the event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at Experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there.
0: This is Lennon Evans, the greatest student coming at you from Santa Fe Unit School. This is WKOM on 101.7 FM, and you are listening to the greatest radio station in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FMWKOM. Thanks for our sponsors um, and everyone in our community for supporting Murray County Public Schools and everything you do for the students and families in this community. Um, we are here with Lisa Ventura, Superintendent of Murray County Public Schools, Miss Carrie Bartlett, the editor of the Columbia Daily Herald, Clayton Harris on the engineering board, soundboard, and myself. We've had a great time. Discussions so far about some of the things going on in Murray County Public Schools. Talking about um, our new high school coming on board in August 2024. Um, now let's talk about some of the current things that are going on. Um, I believe there's been some agreements. I don't know if they're completely finalized, but wage increases.
2: Absolutely, that those are finalized. Um, so in this uh, in this upcoming budget, we were able to secure seven percent uh, raises for. Absolutely every one hundred percent of our employees. That's amazing. From our That's Public awesome because
1: there was a there's, so, there was a dry spell there for a while where some wages correction. didn't get increased. So this Correct. is much needed and much appreciated Correct. for everybody. You know,
2: last year we did the salary study and we're able to bring people um, up a little, but we mm-hmm. were not at market value according to the salary study. Um, and this gets us a little bit closer, um, and hopefully we'll recruit and retain. Um, those excellent men and women that currently work for us. I hope so. so um, We've got so many yes. good employees
1: working for Murray yes. County Public Schools yes. right now. And,
2: and, and I will say this, and this is a shout out to the school board. Um, you know, when I, when I came to them with this proposal, we did exactly what we did last year, which was we made this a non negotiable. We made this effective June 15th, which is before the new budget comes under uh you know comes into play so um that means that it cannot be removed from the budget as we go through uh, you know possible budget cuts uh we prioritize our employees and i think that's really important for everyone in murray county proper to know um we prioritize our people here at murray county public schools
1: that's wonderful news and great to hear um I'm sure everybody will welcome the increases. And, and, you know, that retention part of it, I think that's huge because we need to keep people here and we need to hire more people here. So kudos to you for getting this on there and getting it done so quickly and for the second year in a row recognizing the importance of the people that work here. That's amazing. Um, What about there's – Something about $50 million. <laughs> so, I heard yes. in the news. So,
2: um, when, when the school system goes to the county commission, uh, we, we go in, we go in two different veins. The first one is our operational budget, and that is where the salaries lie, instructional materials and supplies, um, you know, our, our general everyday operations. Um, that budget passed the, uh, the county commission budget committee and will go before the full, um, County, county Commission, commission. Full, thank oh, sorry, you. Yeah, I, lost, I, was writing I something down. for a <laughs> full um, The full County Commission, um, and at the same time, um, we go with a what is called our capital requests. So our capital requests um, fall under various categories, um, and and most of the time, um, you know, they are our bigger, um, long term things that that take us years either to pay off or or our our giant purchases. So this year we went to the budget committee in our capital requests, asking for fifty million dollars for a new north. Columbia Elementary School. Um, We went uh, also asking for buses, some athletic facility requests, and uh, a unique proposal between uh, Murray County government and Murray County public schools looking at should we have a unified central office and uh, government um, agencies uh, building. So unfortunately, the $50 million for the North End Elementary was turned down. Um, what that does is is puts us a little bit behind in timeline, um, but... At the end of the day, I think the conversation was very um, educational and supportive in that what the county commission does not want to do is commit to a, a large amount of borrowing, which causes, of course, ta- could cause, tax increases could cause, you know, they, they didn't want to, um, they did not see the need at this time. However, they did encourage us to... Go forth with purchasing the land and meeting with architects, designing the building so that we can come back to them with a clearer picture of, of how much the school would cost. Now, I will say from the school system standpoint, we know exactly how much this school would cost. We we have done our research. We have we talk to other school districts. We talk with various architecture firms. We talk with obviously we have a lot of building projects right now. So we're pretty confident in the um, amount, the dollar amount per square footage. However, can I guarantee that it's going to be $50 million? Absolutely not. Do I have what they call a gross maximum price for the design of this building? Absolutely not. We are in the design stages Mm -hmm. of an elementary school. We have an idea of what we'd like our footprint to be. Um, we have an idea of how large the school needs to be. Um, we are no longer building small elementary schools. We are looking at Randolph Howell, Marvin Wright, or bigger elementary schools.
1: Good idea. Um, yeah. I mean, th-
2: that's that's resource management. Um, so um, it is it is unfortunately, and I love our community schools. I love our small schools, but it is no longer financially reasonable to have a three hundred. Or 350 student elementary school. So we are looking at at the, you know, seven to 900 mm-hmm. range of students, um, which is a hard pill to swallow for some of us uh, older people because we are very used to our smaller uh, community schools. But Marvin Wright functions beautifully. Randolph Howell functions beautifully. So they are just much more economical. So, what they have encouraged us to do is really build that footprint, decide exactly what we need in an elementary school, work with an architect, um, using our own funds at this moment, um, but then come back to them next year. I can't guarantee a vote next year, um, and I can't, this will go before the full commission. All the requests will go before the full commission. However, the budget committee of the county commission has said they do not agree with this proposal at this time. And we'll move forward from there. Yeah, it doesn't
1: it would, sound like gloom, no, gloom and doom.
2: No, I, I don't think anybody in Murray County um, does not see, as we talked about in the first segment, does not see the rooftops, does not see the impact of growth, um, how that's realized, and 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 what that looks like. Um, you know, we just have to work together. Yeah. And 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 I do. Um, I find myself, you know, I mean, we are Team Murray. We are, we are one Murray and, and we will function as one Murray. Um, and, and just like any great family, sometimes we disagree on the, on the how we get there, but we're going to get there.
1: Let's do that again. Hashtag Team Murray.
3: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And how how does it affect the uh, timeline again? Um, I know it sounds like that you still have the funds to buy the land. And to do the We're design. We're looking at that right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and do the design. And so would the land purchase come first or is that also
2: going to wait until you're able to we're going to move forward with i'm fairly certain again i cannot guarantee a school board vote um but um i am fairly certain that my school board is committed to purchasing the land um and we are committed to we've already started talks with the architect um and as we get into larger fees and into more details we'll have to look at that the the unfortunate or fortunate part of our history in Murray County schools is because we did not have, we were not fully staffed because of, um, you know, even pre-pandemic, but really what, what happened during the pandemic and, and with the teacher shortage in Tennessee and, and not being able to staff, we were able to put money in fund balance that we would not normally have put in fund balance. Now that came on the backs of our current employees. And, and I would be remiss if I did not remind people, people worked really hard and, and worked um, double time, if you will. Because we were short-staffed, but we were able to put money in fund balance. So now we're really looking at where we are in fund balance, exactly where we sit, and what we can do with that kind of savings to um, further the North End Elementary project. Um, and, and again, I, I don't have all the numbers yet. We are we are closing out a fiscal year right now. We have until June 30th, and and then we'll 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 see what's realized. But we have already set aside money for. Um, the land for the North Side Columbia purchase. Um, and we feel that we have enough to in fund balance right now to possibly look at going further with the architect. Okay, great, right.
1: That's good, good, good information. Um, you know, I've got about 10 minutes left in this segment of the 20 minutes um, right now. And I'd really like to get with a, a topic that's you're seeing in the news. And, and Miss Bartlett wrote an excellent piece that when she talked to you last time, about the third grade retention and the different things that are happening. Um, If I could, I would like to turn it over to Ms. Bartlett to ask you a few questions. And of course, I'll be here to chime in on anything we need help with. But Carrie, did you have a few questions that you'd like to ask Superintendent Ventura?
3: Sure. I know that the situation has been a little bit confusing because there are a lot of options. And of course, this is a new law that the General Assembly passed um, setting stipulations for third grade retention. And a lot of those third graders who are below uh, proficient and approach proficient had to retake um, a literacy portion of uh, an achievement test uh, of TCAP. And so I guess I'm just wondering, you know, how, um, what are the implications of um to the the district. I know that um this is not the usual way that school districts would go about retaining students and I'm just wondering could there be a higher amount than usual and what are the implications of um that with the uh school district and then maybe we can move to how it's affecting you know parents and their sure. reactions.
2: Uh absolutely and 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 actually I'm gonna to segue to your second part first. Sure. Um just because um so, yes, this is, this is a law that uh, actually was passed uh, multiple years ago, um, and uh, the effects of which we, we have been publicizing all year long. We have been talking to our third grade parents. We have been sending out information. Um, however, the realization of the facts of the law, of the, um, of the requirements of the law, you know, of course, don't happen until students take the, the uh, Tennessee Comprehensive, Comprehensive Assessment, TCAP, Tennessee Ready, or TN Ready, whatever you want to call it, um, which, um, just as a point of fact, is not a literacy test. So um, the misnomer that this was testing just literacy is um, confounding the problem. However, basically, um, if you met expectations on the TCAP or if you exceeded expectations on the TCAP in third grade, uh, English language arts, um, you were able to move on to fourth grade. Um, for us, that was um, 36.5% of our third graders met or exceeded expectations on the uh, ELA cap, And so, that was slightly higher than the year before. Absolutely. Correct. Up from okay. 33%. So, um, and the state will round up. So it will look like 33 and 37. Um, and maybe but, we can talk about uh, <laughs> how y'all achieve that.
3: Yes, at, the, at yes. the end,
2: if we have time. Yes. And parents have been wonderful. Now, don't get me wrong. I got cussed a couple of good times. Um, but it's, it's really because, um, you know, we are trying just to be compliant with the law. And parents do understand that and respect that. And the timeline is short. We received our scores at four twenty three PM on a Friday afternoon. Um and then we uh started retesting students the following Monday uh at eight AM. So it was a it was a quick turnaround. Um and I a huge shout out to my principals and assistant principals at the elementary level who spent Saturday and Sunday sorting through scores and, and sending emails, calling parents personally, and the parents have been wonderful. I mean they they absolutely understand. That Murray County Public Schools must be compliant with this law. So they have been gracious and wonderful. Um, So, yes, so that left us with 70%. Now, of that 70%, there are exemptions. For example, if your student has, if your child has a disability in reading um, or a disability that would affect, their performance on a uh, English language arts uh, TCAP, they were exempt. If your student is an English language learner, and they were not in school for two years, two full years, they were exempt. Um, Also, if you are approaching the meets expectation... And you agree, and, and there's a certain cutoff score. Um, but if you were approaching and you agreed to take a tutor in your fourth grade year, you then became exempt. So, um, you know, if you look at our population, um, we have, you know, um, just under a thousand third graders. Um, we had, um, you know, um, about 360 that met or exe- exceeded. Um, and then we had another. Um, about 220 that, that fit that exemption, okay? So you're looking at about 400 students at that point. Those 400 students were then cordially invited to come to the school to retake. Unfortunately, our pass rate on the retake, which, by the way, the original TCAP test is, is over 150 questions long. The retake was 23 questions. We had um, we had about ten percent, between ten and twelve percent, that passed on the retake. So you take those out, you know, we're sitting at about three hundred and fifty students. Those three hundred and fifty students, um, because if you if you pass the retake, you're free and clear. Those three hundred and fifty students are all signed up for our summer uh, program, which we call Star Student Thinkers and Readers. Um, super thinkers, super, and super readers. thinkers and yep. readers. Super um, thinkers and readers. But they are all signed up for our Star program, which will run the month of June. Now, of those 350, what the requirement is and, and why there's still so many unknowns of those 350. And if so they, they have,
3: have all third graders take, because I know that June um – Fifth was the cutoff but has have Correct. have y'all completed we, we the have not
2: completed uh, okay. we have not completed all the retakes so there is some there is some wiggle room in these numbers um and again these are approximate numbers I'm not giving you exacts because there are there there may be some more exemptions out there that but three hundred fifty students seem to have passed the re no excuse me no okay re- repeat that so <clears throat> we had four hundred students mm-hmm. that would have been retained about ten percent so about forty of them have past the retake, a little over 40 is my number, it's between 10 and 12%. But again, that retake is still occurring, as I speak right now, will occur again tomorrow. And there is some room on Monday. So those that have not tested can still come in and test. Um, And principals and assistant principals, like I said, are calling all the time. So um, if you take the the 40 or so that that did pass the retake, we're down to 350 Mm -hmm. possible retained students. Okay. Again, you're right, much larger than we would ever retain. Um, so that's um, that's something we have to be prepared for. However, those students are assigned There's the summer options. program. Right. They can, if they attend 90% of the time and show a 5% increase in achievement at the end of June, they will not be retained. And then there is the waiver. And the waiver is an unknown. The waiver has to be completed by a parent. The school system cannot do a waiver for a parent. Although, if you're listening and you need help with the waiver, if you need your student ID number, if you need your child's data, if you need anything to complete that form, if you need internet, if you need Wi-Fi, whatever you need, let us know because we want to assist you in completing that waiver. For all I know, all 350 have filled out a waiver. I don't know. I will not know until the state grants that waiver.
3: If the child has not met the requirements to progress to the fourth grade, they can still go to the state and fill out a request. Correct.
2: And there's a hardship waiver as well as a waiver that says we weren't quite at the approaching, but we were approaching. And either we had emergent data, which means that my child from the winter benchmark to the spring benchmark has shown great improvement or they were on the cusp, they might have been one point away from um, that approaching to meet. So um, there's there's various levels of this waiver. What we're being told by the uh, Department of Education is that um, people, human beings, will read each waiver and make a determination, and then they will let the school system know if the waiver is approved or not. The waiver window opened, um, kind of ceremoniously, uh, on, uh, the 30th. Uh, we had a little breakdown, um, with, uh, with, with whatever the state was doing. They sent us a new link by 9.30 a.m. and, uh, we were on our way with filling out waivers. Uh, parents were on their way with filling out waivers. Um, but to my knowledge, what parents receive once they fill out the waiver is, um, Thank you so much for filling this out. We will get back to you as soon as possible. So we don't know the results of that. So I don't know of the 350 students, they are all signed up and registered for the summer camp. However, a parent may choose to just not come and hang their hope on the waiver. Um, and that's perfectly acceptable, you know. Um, but if the waiver does not come back in their favor, they will be retained. Um, and and unfortunately for the school district, there's there's very little we can do about that. Um, again, we are here, ready, willing, and able to help people fill out their waivers. Um, but um, that's that's a parent's prerogative, and that window does not close until June thirteenth. June thirteenth. So from May thirtieth to June fifteenth, they can fill out waivers, um, and. I won't know the results. So I keep telling everybody that 4th of July, the independence day of our country is also going to be an interesting day in my life because that's probably when I'm assuming that I will get the data for the students who attended 90% and made 5% growth as well as receive data from the state that tells me, uh, who received a waiver, who was accepted and who was not. So, um, there, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, from a school system perspective, we are looking at that that three hundred and fifty approximation and thinking about and 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 that's different at every school. It might be twenty kids at one school, it might be sixty kids at right. another school. So making plans for how many third grade classrooms we need, making plans for how many fourth grade classrooms we need becomes a um, a chess match, if you will. But for parents listening out there just know. We are actively looking at it. We are keeping up with our data every day. Again, I'm getting data uh, imports from my principals every single day. Um, I will be looking at data from the summer camp and trying to make uh, as much of a prognostication as I can. Um, But we'll be ready for you. And that's the
3: largest summer camp that you have ever had? um, Absolutely.
1: Let let me add, there's nine schools and... (laughs) The summer camp starts on June 5th. It's Monday through Thursday and ends on June 29th.
3: Yes. And um, I, could I go back uh, a minute yep. with staffing um, sure. with, with that many um, students possibly being retained, not all of them, because some of them will reach. I'm sure that, you know, they required the five percent growth Absolutely. rate during the summer. Um, but with staffing, what, do you think that this will lead to having to hire more staff or just a shifting around of the staff that you already have? Or will it affect any particular school
2: buildings more than another? It will definitely affect different school buildings uh, differently. And again, I won't know those numbers. Those numbers won't be realized until we get there. However, yes, there is a possibility. And in my budget, I did um, look at um, would we have to add third grade teachers? Because, of course, here's the other wonderful thing about public education. Um, You know, we can't cap a a class off. So um, depending on how many fourth graders and how many third graders, it may not fall evenly that um, a fourth grade teacher can just come down to third grade and teach. I may need the same number of fourth grade teachers, but need to add an additional third grade teacher
3: you know and the, we've got those student teacher ratios by exactly. the state that have
2: to be it, adhered they to they have to be met they have to be adhered to and i mean you know we we would never want a class of 43rd graders <laughs> so i mean like you All know. right
1: ladies i i've got to go to commercial okay. so <laughs> we'll come back after, with Lisa Ventura Carrie Bartlett Clayton Harris myself after an, another word from our sponsors
0: Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors.
1: Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Ethridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information.
3: all right welcome back this is t Willie. i have got one of our favorite people on the phone mr miles johnson from foodland he's going to let us know all about the great deals they have this week miles how are you doing today
1: well, i'm doing great how about yourself uh
3: i'm doing fantastic always a pleasure to talk with you uh you always give us some great great deals over there at foodland so what do you got this week
1: well this week we have whole new york strip 5.99 a pound whole boneless pork loins 2.19 a pound green cabbage 49 cents a pound turnip or collard green bunches 99 cents each craft shredded cheeses four for ten dollars and coca-cola variety six packs three for twelve dollars
3: wow fantastic and as always you guys are open seven days a week 7 a.m till 9 p.m and you're located right there at 427 west 7th street the big shopping center with plenty of parking right there by the post office miles thank you as always i appreciate you and your staff and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week as well
1: all
0: righty thank you
3: thank you miles
1: this message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans, you may be eligible for major financial compensation based on your service-connected disability, but be wary of the many groups that may try to exploit you for financial gain. Report suspected fraud at va.gov slash oig slash hotline. Learn about VA's list of accredited organizations at va.gov.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools.
1: Welcome back to The Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools' talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. We are here with Lisa Ventura, Superintendent, Murray County Public Schools, Miss Carrie Bartlett, News Director, Editor for the Columbia Daily Herald, Clayton Harris, and myself, Ladies, before the break, you were talking about the 3rd grade retention and I think you had one more question maybe Carrie that you wanted to present to Ms. Ventura.
3: Yes, yeah. I was I was just wondering when all is said and done, you know, does this new um law help improve test scores? You know, is this the thing that is going to improve reading um and literacy? performance in students Uh, as we know the murray Murray county school district has struggled with that a bit in the past and um, just is is this going to
2: do the job so uh yeah that's a loaded question there carrie and i appreciate it um no um listen you can't pass a law and then say okay we're gonna try now like it, it doesn't make me try any harder it doesn't make my teachers try any harder now that being said accountability is never a bad thing and we welcome accountability. We welcome accountability at Murray County Public Schools. I think I speak for every superintendent in the state when I say we welcome accountability. However, uh, this law did not put us on the clock. This law did not um, – it is not a um, – you, you cannot force certain things. So um, we were trying before. And we're going to try hard now. Um, but, yeah, it's not like, okay, go, because now the law says you have to. It's not um, like you, you haven't been addressing the issue before. You exactly. already had
3: things in place. Exactly. Which maybe we can talk that's about that. Right. in a minute. And, and that,
2: that's what I was just about to say. What I want to segue into is, regardless of this law, Murray County Public Schools is committed to improving literacy rates of our students. Um, I don't think anybody can hear who can who hears my voice anywhere anytime any place does not know that my two fundamentals um, and 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 hopefully that that's why the school board uh, chose me to lead this beautiful district. my two fundamentals are student safety and literacy. Um, student safety goes without saying. Nothing matters if we don't send kids home safe. Uh, nothing matters if we don't send staff and families home safe. However, literacy is something that for 30 years in education is a hallmark of, of what I do, of what I believe in. Um, if you look at uh, the budget that, again, that, that has been prepared, there is a large amount of money in uh, K-4 through literacy programs. Um, and, and some of those are our, our shiny box programs of, of phonics, um, of reading comprehension, of fluency, um, the phonemic awareness, the, the, the pillars of literacy. However, uh, some of those are just really good professional development opportunities for all of my teachers. Um, you know, kids can read in Murray County. I, I'm not saying that at all. However, we have not done the job as well as we Intended to or wanted to. So does this law propel us? I think not. Um, But the wake of it is, we are absolutely focused, um, laser focused on increasing our true literacy rates
3: and what are the top three things that you can name i think we have just a a few minutes left of, of the the programs or the initiatives in murray county schools that will
2: do that like i said um you know when when you look at the the science what the science of reading and you look at phonemic awareness um we stopped teaching phonics And we have to go back to phonics. So you will hear... There's been a big push for that. You will hear the word phonics. I I was hooked on phonics as a kid. Me too. I don't know how many of you remember that. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) But um, we're going to get kids hooked on phonics. And from phonics and phonemic awareness comes fluency, vocabulary, and reading comprehension. And I believe that from the tips of my toes to the top of my head. So um, that's what I'm going to preach.
1: All right, ladies. I really need to transition because we're running out of time but i wanted to just repeat two things three things you said uh, two of your fundamentals are student safety and literacy and the fact that you're we are at mary county public Schools laser focused on increasing our literacy rates so i need that big you know yahoo or clapping thing in the background going on because that's so <laughs> important yeah uh thank you um One of the things I wanted to mention, because we always love to leave time for shout-outs, but there's been a lot of questions to you, Ms. Ventura, to me, about our calendar. Can you enlighten our listening audience about the Murray County Public Schools 23-24 calendar?
2: So those of you listening, uh, please spread the word. The calendar that is on the website for the 23-24 school year is... 99.9% 99.9% official. It is, um, please plan your vacations according to it. Please look at the latest update because we did get an update from the Elections Commission and had to move a date so that we were off a day in March. Because again, safety, we do not want to be um, have students present at polling places if we can avoid that. Um, so it it has to go through one more review with the state that is typically typically done in May. However, we did not hear from them in May as they usually do. So we've reached out to them. But please plan your vacations. Please look at that calendar. Plan accordingly. It is a 100% school board approved. It is 100% Murray County Public Schools approved. And if the state should come back, what they will ask us to do will have no bearing, no bearing on fall break, spring break, Christmas, or Thanksgiving.
1: Excellent. So plan your vacations, folks, according to the twenty three twenty four calendar at murrayk 12org dot org. Just enough time left to do shout-outs. Lisa, you'll be first on the shout-outs.
2: All right. My shout-outs are to the principals and assistant principals and site supervisors that are at our schools right now, constantly communicating with parents and 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 hopefully are a great resource for parents, whether it's a third grader, whether it's an upcoming kindergarten uh, student, or whether it's a ninth grader who's in credit recovery for biology. Um, we have incredible staff working all summer long for your children.
1: Thank you, Ms. Ventura. Ms. Bartlett.
3: Okay. And this can just be to anybody. Shout out to anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my shout out, I guess, is to the Qantas Club of Columbia. Love them. Uh, we they, love them. <laughs> yes. They recently raised, uh, uh, which I'm a member. Um, but Me they, too. They re- raised, uh, raised uh, $3,000 recently for student scholarships um, from the Clay Shoot fundraiser that they have each year. And that just goes to students um, to pursue um, their college um, education. So shout out to them for their hard work um, in doing that. Suzanne Ganser was the one uh, organizer, lady. Yes. yes, and it uh, she did a, such a great job.
1: Great shout out, Carrie. I think I'm April the one Bob that, as well. I, yeah, I think I'm the one that kind of got you into Kiwanis, So you I'm are, happy to say you that. Are.
3: I'm so my glad shout that you out did.
1: is to all the site supervisors for using the remind communication tool. communicate with parents for star summer school. That's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back next week on WKOM 101.7 FM.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern (laughs) You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. Disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the Three Dudes with a View. Triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM.
1: This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.